0: Hi, it's Dating Coach Chris Luna from Craft Charisma. Welcome to the Craft Charisma Podcast, our free audio coaching program where we interview the top experts in the world at helping you become the man you've always wanted to be. My guest today is Antonio Centeno. Antonio is a former U.S. Marine turned men's fashion expert. He's the president of A Tailored Suit and the founder of Real Men, Real Style, where he produces content to help men dress professionally and build wardrobes that allow them to express themselves. And Antonio, can you tell me a little bit about your background and your work?
1: yeah, you know i i I leveraged the science of style to help men earn more money and dress in a way that makes them more attractive.
0: That's awesome. How did you learn that?
1: Well, I have made a lot of mistakes, and uh, <laughs> it just simply—I uh, found what uh, what my customers wanted. Uh, but really, when it comes down to it, you know, I'm—I went out there, started first off with a custom clothier, was trying to get sales to that business. It didn't work out. But what I found is I'm pretty good at creating content. Started writing with a blog called The Art of Manliness, and people, a lot of men, just you know, they were really receptive to starting to dress better so that they could better represent themselves. And for me, I'm a father of four, I'm married, and it's just something, it's about self-respect, not only for myself when I get dressed, but as I walk out the door, I represent my company. I wanna be able to show my three daughters and my son, like what it means to dress well with respect. And I like it that my wife is still attracted to me, so.
0: Well, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, this you sort of already began to answer, But my next question was, why is clothing have such a big impact on the way that people perceive us?
1: You know, it, it's something that we make that snap judgment in the same way that animals simply look at another animal and it's the whole fight or flight. And do you betray expectations or do you live up to what's expected? I mean, if you go in and, uh, you, you go in to see a doctor, and somebody walks out, and they're wearing a tie-dye shirt, and you know they're they look like you know they're just kind of out of it. Uh, they're wearing you know I don't know cargo shorts, and you're just like
0: this isn't a doctor. You know yeah. it's like I expect what do you expect when you see a doctor? When I see, I mean I expect them to be dressed like a doctor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which is the white jacket, the yeah. white jacket
1: is something – it's funny, in in the doctor world, they talk about like who should wear the white jacket, what does it represent, you know, what it means to wear that thing. And it is just something ingrained in us culturally that the white jacket symbolizes someone that's a health professional. And those symbols are everywhere. And when I can help a guy understand that, that he can simply by wearing certain things, he symbolizes and he sends a signal of strength, of strong masculinity, of success. Well, that's a good thing because you're just starting off on the right foot, especially when you're out there dating. If you're out there just trying to make an impression, you want to go in and walk into a room and it's okay. You know, if, you know, a lot of guys I know, they maybe don't feel confident, but when you dress confidently, it really resonates and it feeds, it's kind of like a a loop. And all of a sudden you start feeling
0: better, you start feeling more confident and uh, it (laughs) feeds itself. Yeah. I've definitely noticed this in in my life. when I am dressed up and I'm, I'm out, I, I notice that women will try to get close to me. They'll sit next to me. And it could just be my own perception, but uh, whether it is an actual reaction to the people around me or it is just the way I feel, I get better out- outcomes. And especially if the outcome is trying to connect with people. So I definitely hear you. you. You mentioned symbols. And I'm curious if you could talk more about some of these symbols that maybe the average guy wouldn't recognize or be aware of.
1: Yeah, I I always like the sports jacket or a jacket in general. What it does, and it's not really symbols, but it's small things that we notice about the individual. So, let's say. If you, when you build up your shoulders when you wear a jacket, you what you do is you accentuate the shoulder points, it makes you look a little bit taller, just adds a small amount to the shoulders. But all of a sudden, a man with built shoulders, we think of as someone that, you know, is strong, someone that takes care of themselves. And that's something that is sought after both by men and women. I mean, if someone – you're in a fight and someone's got your back, I would rather have a strong guy. That you know is relatively well built. Another thing interesting about the jacket is it actually accentuates the size of the hands. Now, some of us, uh, me included, I've got relatively small hands. But it's always something that whenever I put on a jacket, it makes them look a little bit larger. And primates, uh, human beings, it's something that we look at the size of the hand because larger hands oftentimes symbolize someone that could get a grip, someone that was actually good, you know, just things that were valued historically going back, you know, thousands, even you know, hundred thousand years. Um, other things is it. It can trim up the waistline. So yeah, you got a little bit of a gut, maybe, in it carrying an extra twenty pounds. Well, you put on that jacket and you button it. Instantly, that disappears, um, and it builds out chest. And you know, these are things like when a man walks past a woman, uh, especially one that he's attracted to, he may not even subconsciously know this, but he, his shoulders start to sway a bit more, and he's doing that to show that hey, you know, he's, you know, he's strong. Uh, Women actually have, you know, they actually swing their hips a bit more whenever they know they're being watched by men. Um, These are all very subtle evolutionary symbols, uh, but these are things that we pick up on and the right clothing can help to accentuate that and take someone that is average and move them above average. And who doesn't want that?
0: So this leads me into sort of my next set of questions, which are really around clothing and style. What are some of the most common mistakes that men make when they dress?
1: the most common mistake is they don't care. I mean, literally, they don't think it matters. They've but into what society has told them that is, you know, oh, you know, it just matters what's on the inside, what's in your heart. And anyone that is looking for anything else, well, they're shallow, they're a gold digger, whatever. You know, we all are making snap judgments based off of what we see. And you're just simply putting yourself in the best light. You're taking the time. Uh, when I was in the Marines, it was something that we, When you're doing inspections, um, you would actually immediately look at the the rifle, the M16. And if I noticed any bit of rust on that immediately, we're going deep on this inspection. Because if they have rust on the outside of the rifle, you can bet that on the inside, you know, that they're going to have all types of issues and a rusty rifle will not fire. Uh, but that leads to other issues with their gear, okay, let's throw everything out. And I think if you can dress in a manner and you can send that quick signal that, hey, i've got my i've got my stuff together and you may have everyone's got issues but it's one of those things that you know people instantly call like i'm going to believe that he's got his stuff together because from what i can see on the outside he does and that makes you more attractive i mean what guy wants to you know be around someone that doesn't have their stuff together and is absolutely crazy
0: i want to talk a little bit about fit right so every guy listening to this has a little bit different body type why is the way that your clothes fit on your body important? And what are some things that guys should pay attention to when they're trying to find the right fit?
1: Perfect. And, I, and I, I'm glad you focused in on fit because fit, fabric, and function, that's what I call my style pyramid. And those are the three things that you need to know. Again, so starting off with fit, fit is king. You can take a, you go out and buy a $2,000 suit. You can, you know, it, it, and if it doesn't fit your body, if it doesn't fit you, isn't adjusted to fit you, it's going to look bad. And simply, a lot of people think, and we sometimes fall into wearing clothing that's too large. But even if you're a big guy, you, and I'm not saying to wear clothing it's so tight it makes you look like a sausage. What I'm talking about here, though, is you're not. You know, no, no matter how this clothing fits you, um, you know, it, you're you're still going to look like a big guy. But there's a difference between looking large and stylish versus big and sloppy. And you want to avoid the whole sloppy look. And these are things that every guy can take his clothing into a tailor, get it adjusted, or when he buys it, he knows what to look for. So. Let's say you're a tall, skinny guy. In that case, you want to make sure that the clothing choices you're going after, everything you're, you're going for balance. We're going for balance of proportions because there are certain things that you can wear that can accentuate the fact that you're you're skinny. They can accentuate the fact uh, the fact that you're a very large guy. They can accentuate the fact that you're a shorter guy. What you're looking to do is to offset that a bit and to look well proportioned. So from a distance, you would actually look. Relatively normal. Uh, when they get up closer, then they f- start to realize, oh, you're you're huge. You're six foot five. You know, two hundred and fifty pounds. But your clothing actually made you instead of you wearing. Know, let's say uh, with larger guys, one of the issues is their head in proportion to their body is actually smaller. So that's why giants look like giants. If you think of Andre the Giant, he had a big head, but. Proportion to his body, it is. It wasn't as big as you think. That's why uh, what's his name? I forgot the the actor that plays Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. But uh, my, I think it's my. I can't remember his name. But if you look at his head in proportion to his body, it, it's huge. Uh, and that's why you know. It, it, we're able to spot from a distance that there's something off about his proportions. When you're wearing clothing, what you're looking to do is bring balance. Balance there was a University of California Irvine study. They talked about societal balances and, and what is a norm. That is what we find oftentimes attractive. So you want to be careful of Going way too much out because you may think, oh, I'm in great shape. I spend, you know, two hours a day at the gym and you're a bodybuilder. Well, guess what? You don't want to look like a cartoon character and over accentuate the huge drop from your chest to your waist because you see these guys walking around without shirts on. And yeah, they may think that everyone's like looking at them. They are because it's just, oh my gosh, like that is crazy looking. But that doesn't
0: mean it's attractive. So you're talking about the association between attraction and symmetry, it sounds like.
1: Yes. And what people find attractive is going to actually be a norm to societal, like in Japan, uh, what is considered attractive for men is going to be different than what's considered attractive in the United States. And I'm not, I'm, you know, because you, you may stand out in Japan. Uh, let's say you're, you're tall, you're, you're really thin, you'll stand out. But that for most people, isn't going to be attractive because it's going to be outside of the norm. that That's kind of what I was getting towards. So if you have a very far end body type, you're outside of the normal bell curve, uh, you're, you're very short, you're really uh, small, you're really large, those are all things that when you're dressing in a way, you want to look to find wear clothing that actually can bring you back to the average and
0: not over accentuate anything. If somebody has an un- unconventional body type, how do they find the right clothes? So what they need to do, first go
1: in and work, I always say go to the best menswear store in your area and find people that you can trust, that can help put clothing on your body that's actually going to fit your body. Uh, Some guys, they're gonna have to go, if they're really outside the norms, they're gonna need to go custom, nothing wrong with that, but they're just classic pieces. That have always worked. Again, I, th- I talk about sports jackets, but it could be something, hey, you could bring in a leather jacket. That may not be your thing, um, you know, or you may really just want to go that route. Um, suits, you know, I think are going to be too formal probably for a lot of guys especially maybe in casual wear, but there are casual suits that they could bring in. Uh, it could just be a shirt. Let's say that you've got really sloped shoulders. Then, you could actually maybe wear a shirt that has epaulets on the shoulders and these are – basically, they were used to hold rank insignia on them but you'll see them on a lot of casual uh, shirts. Maybe your chest isn't well built or you know, you've got a normal size chest. Uh, You could actually go with the double-breasted pockets, um, one on each side uh, on your shirt and that right there is going to add a little bit of extra material and layer but it could just be something instead of wearing the T-shirt and jeans which a lot of guys default to and nothing wrong with jeans but you want to get the right pair that fits you. Uh, well. And, but you could actually just default to a longer button-down shirt and then just roll up the sleeves. And that right there is going to look better on most men
0: than simply going with a t-shirt. We're in the subject, or we're on the subject of casual wear. A lot of ways, casual wear, for at least some of the listeners, or for probably a lot of the listeners, is a lot more practical than even formal wear. Um, so how does somebody figure out what is their right casual style? Well,
1: there are certain things that we gravitate towards and that we like, whether it be colors, whether it be particular styles. I would say, you know, what type of message are you trying to send to the world and look to develop a uniform. Um, I myself um, have a uniform which is going to be basically navy button-down shirts with dark denim that fits me well with dark brown boots. That is pretty much my go-to uniform in and out. Um, because I like the darker colors. I've got four kids and whenever they've got dirty hands, I don't want to have to worry about, okay, them messing up the clothing. Um, so, that's one of the reasons I default to that. But what I also like is I can throw on a wide variety of my different jackets, uh, whether it be a, you know, a light brown leather jacket, whether it be a dark brown sports jacket, a dark green sports jacket, but that's going to work actually with that outfit that I actually have on right there. So, I love it that it's really interchangeable but there're going to be some guys out there that they're going to find their uniform maybe is a suit. My friend uh got his name's Jeremy Fragrance. He's got a popular YouTube channel and his uniform has become basically a navy suit with a red tie with the white shirt. Why? Because he's courting a lot of high-end brands, fragrance brands to work with and he just simply always doesn't have to want to think about where what he's wearing and simply be able to send the message he wants to send. But, you know, the, old, um, the late Steve Jobs, he had a uniform, you know, that default, um, what was it, uh, turtleneck sweater and jeans and I think it was New Balance shoes. Uh Mark Zuckerberg over at Facebook, he's got a uniform. In fact, it, when he came back from maternity leave or uh, pater- paternity leave, he actually had uh, what, i think it was gray. He showed his wardrobe and it had nothing but like gray hoodies and gray shirts. And uh, I mean, it was just simply, he didn't want to think, but he knew what message he wanted to send.
0: Dating coach Chris Thunna here. This is the perfect time to take a quick break to talk to you about three simple things that you can do to dramatically change your life. First, listen to this entire podcast and then subscribe through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. This way you'll immediately be notified every time we share a new release. If you listen and apply the ideas we discuss on these podcasts, it will change your life forever. Second, go to craftchrisma.com, create an account, and become a member of our community. There you can read articles, listen to podcasts, watch videos, ask us questions and document your journey in our forums. Great men don't become great on their own. All great men are members of a community and craft charisma is your community. Finally, if you're serious, and I know that you are about making massive changes to your life as quickly as possible, check out our live coaching programs on our website. Craft Charisma Live programs are the fastest way to improve your dating and social life. And who knows, attend our live programs, let us get to know you, and you may end up as a member of the Craft Charisma team. Again, thank you for listening. Now back to the podcast. Something else that came up while you were talking was this idea of skin tone and the color of things like our hair or beard or mustache. How do the colors of our hair and our skin tone affect the type of colors we should choose with clothes?
1: Well, you want to – it's oftentimes a balance. So if you've got really light-colored skin, maybe dark-colored hair, maybe you're of Asian descent, in that case, you've got what's known as a high contrast. Uh, Other guys are going to have, let's say, brownish skin with brownish hair, very similar, so they have a very low contrast there. The high contrast, he can oftentimes wear pieces like he could wear darker suits, darker clothing, and it's going to do a good job of actually, you know, between his hair on the top of his head and the clothing, it's going to get us focused in on the face. The guys that really have to be careful about what they're choosing, let's say they've got reddish hair, light colored skin, for them, if they go with clothing that has a lot of darks in it, then it could be a little bit too overpowering, and it could kind of drown out some of their natural features. Uh, it's a little bit more advanced. Like I, I would say most guys, don't overthink this. Instead, gravitate towards the colors that you just always naturally loved. For me, it's been olive greens. Um, I like dark browns. These are ones that I've always just liked and I remember even as a kid because uh, we naturally gravitate towards. The colors and the, the the tones that that suit us, um, and we don't even know why we're doing this. It's just something when we see it on ourselves, we're like, "Oh wow, that looks good." So, your goal is to build out an interchangeable wardrobe, and by interchangeable, I mean items that kind of work with each other without thinking much. But to build out that wardrobe of items that you love, so every time you put something on, you look at yourself in the mirror. And I, I feel great. I feel confident, and that is the key. When you feel confident with the clothing you're actually wearing and you're walking out there with it, you're you're gonna be good to go.
0: That leads me to two sets of questions. One is, can you talk a little about what foundational pieces are? And the second thing is, I want your thoughts on shoes because I I, I find that going to this idea of gravitation, a lot of guys gravitate towards the same black set of shoes that you see in every department store across the United States. And I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on both those things.
1: Well, let's get that first question, foundational pieces. So these are going to be the pieces that you wear again and again and again, it depends on the guy and his lifestyle, what he's looking for. If you're living in downtown New York or you're living in a small town in Wisconsin, probably your foundational pieces are going to be very different. Uh, Let's go to the guy in New York. In that case, foundational pieces could be really, you know, a wide range of really nice dress slacks uh, or ones that actually can go with his jacket. He's wearing suits quite a bit more. He's just in a cut throat uh, environment in which, you know, there's a lot of competition in a city like that between people. So, he's decided that his default clothing he wears, let's say he works in the banking or consultant. So, for him, suits aren't just things that he wears. They're, they're his uniform. They're his go-to items. So, he starts to spend more on get the right cuts and he though though he does want to make sure that that they work with the other pieces. So, for him, his foundational pieces are going to be Higher level, closer to formal, but, you know, we're not talking black tie or anything. But for the guy over in Wisconsin, maybe it's going to be just dark. Colored denim. He's going to go maybe with a raw denim, uh, no distress on it, and that's going to work. He can occasionally throw on a sports jacket if he wants, but this guy oftentimes is wearing the button downs. Uh, so he's got a wide variety of different button downs, and that's really where he changes up his style. He occasionally brings in a different colored uh, pair of uh, denim, has some slacks that he could dress it up with, but in his town, he doesn't have to get dressed up too much, but he still pays attention and buys quality pieces, which takes us to shoes, and shoes are one of the easiest places where a man can start to set himself apart. You talked about a lot of guys default to black. Black is going to be the most formal of the colors, but look to a dark brown. Look to an oxblood. Um, look at, there's a wide variety of different uh, colors you could go for. Lighter colored shoes are going to be more casual, but you can simply change up the upper material and go for something uh, – I think oxblood is great if you really like black Look to oxblood, it's not a brown and it's going to work with a number of the outfits that you would normally wear black with. You can wear with a very dark colored oxblood, so whether it be a double monk strap or whether it be boots, um, you know, Chelsea boots or something like that, you can find it'll work there. But dark browns, if you haven't tried dark brown and you've got, let's say, um, brownish skin or you like silvers, um, I find for me I really like silver watches, like silver jewelry. My wedding ring is silver. So, if you like silver, I think dark brown works well for a lot of these guys um, and just simply my cooler tones, the dark brown, I feel brings a bit of color to my outfits and, uh, yeah, I would definitely look to expand out. But the shoes are the foundation of your outfit and they're a very easy way to take a very plain outfit and to level it up. So, let's say you're just going with the basic navy suit. Well, if you brought in the pair, let's see, of those oxblood double monk straps or a pair of oxblood chelseas or a dark you could even wear a dark brown um, you know pair of uh, I wouldn't say chuckas but you could wear go with some derbies and that's a particular type of dress shoe that's got a little bit of contrast in it right there you can level up that whole outfit
0: just by changing up the shoes it's awesome advice it made me think a little bit about the differences in you mentioned New York City and, and differences in different cities so how Like, what are some examples of how style changes between different regions?
1: It it is very regional. I mean, if you look at, you you think of someone in Texas, what do we think of? We think of Western boots. We think think of someone in New Mexico. We think of the bolo tie. Um, You know, you think out in California, you think of the the more of the surfer hair and that type of look. So there are, are those, all those, but those are huge generalizations. So you can pull off. I mean, you could be in a small town and you could still dress well. If you're a small town lawyer. Uh, there's an expectation of what a lawyer dresses like, and you can still wear a suit even if you're a lawyer in a town of 2,000 people. In New York City, you can still dress casually if you're in the construction industry and you're going to be you're an engineer, let's say, and you're going to be hitting the site. And then, but, but after afterwards, you want to go out and have drinks with your friends, or meet up with people, possibly go on a date. In that case, you know it's it's about choosing pieces again that work for your lifestyle, work for the message, and who you are, where you feel authentic. But there's a difference between buying cheap boots and buying a pair of boots that have a bit of heritage. Maybe you want to look at a company like Red Wing or Thursday Boots. Uh, Both of these companies make boots that are a bit very rugged, but also dressy. And that's where I think a guy can really separate himself is he doesn't just default to the square toe black dress shoe, but he says, hey, I bring it He goes out there, he looks, he spends a bit more money, he understands the difference between a glued shoe and one that uses a Goodyear welt or a Blake stitch. Uh, Both of those are going to be much higher construction, are going to cost a lot more. But those shoes, they develop a bit of a – when you polish them, you take care of them, they develop a bit of a patina which is um, just a coloration with the leather. Basically, they get better with age and that's what you should be looking dress. You want to dress effortlessly. But you want to dress in a way that when people see it, they they maybe can't put their finger on it, but he just looks good. He's wearing almost the same thing that this other guy's wearing, but on him, it just looks so much better because it's been adjusted to fit his body. And the quality of the materials in what he's wearing is is higher. And it's one of those things that it's hard for a lot of people who haven't studied this, haven't looked at it, don't know much about it to be able to identify. But People know quality when they see it and that's where I do recommend a man go into the best menswear store in his area because whenever you try on a $1,000 sports jacket or a $2,000 suit or $800 shoes, I'm not saying you need to buy those. That's expensive. I know that. But you see what good quality is and so when you find that pair of boots for $150, $200, bucks, you're like, man, these remind me of that $800 pair. I'm going to grab these because they just look that great. They've got that style, which I saw. And all of a sudden, you're able to build up a really nice wardrobe, you know, sometimes for a fraction
0: of the cost. That's a great point. I have some friends who have a lot of money and they can go to some of the best fashion houses and get their clothes. And I have other friends who are on a budget and they're able to build, in some cases, really extraordinary wardrobes by understanding the difference between. Some of these nuances and then picking stuff up at thrift stores so i'm curious for somebody who is uh who's trying to figure this out they're trying to figure out what how to build their style the brand give off this image you're communicating any other sort of tips for finding the right I- items and doing it in a reasonable way
1: yeah you um, know i, I was I, again getting back to the first mistake most men make is they don't care about this. They don't think it matters. And I'm not saying that this should be your number one priority, but I am saying that, you know, have fun with it. Don't be afraid to go out there. Like, I enjoy now going out and looking at clothing. And when you start to realize, okay, most things in a store don't even apply to you because what really fits your body. You need to know your own skin measurements. You need to have that basic information because then you can identify, hey, what fits me versus a medium, large, you know, small. That's, that that's not really a size. What you need to do is take your best fitted clothing, the clothing that you absolutely absolutely love to wear, you think it looks great on you, actually measure that shirt. Measure the shoulder points, measure the the, the chest, measure the waist, maybe the length of the shirt. And then you need to know, okay, that's my size. And I take that information, you go in, you like, I really like this color here, or I like this. But I'd like to do this. And so you go in and you start to identify fine pieces that just start to work with your wardrobe. I'd say focus in on creating a couple outfits. And once you've got, let's just say, two outfits, then wear them and and see how you would adjust them. Maybe it's like you really like a. for me, again, my uniform is going to be the the navy button-down shirt. I know that I don't like to have pockets on any of my button-downs. I like it a very sleek look, very simple look. I don't want the buttons also to have a lot of contrast. so I like to go with the same color as the shirt. And there's nothing wrong. Now, I've got like five to six different variations of those shirts using different materials, uh, slightly different styles here or there. But that right there I, I've built out with my shirts, uh, and then I start to bring in some other colors. I know that I like blues, so I can bring in some true blues, bring in a, a medium blue, bring in a light blue. Uh, occasionally, I'll bring in some other colors, but really if, have kept it simple. And I've developed a series of outfits because what you want is to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and just say, "Damn, I look good." And when you when you can say that, you're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to feel and. There's nothing I, I nothing a lot of guys can do about their face if you're not happy with that. But there is a lot that you can do about the other 90% of your body by cutting because you cover it with the clothing. So, you know, find those shirts, find those jackets, find those trousers, pants, jeans, whatever it may be, the shoes, and start to piece together, you know, outfits. But I would say, you know, where to start? Maybe look at an actor or a bit of a celebrity that you enjoy, like there's tons of YouTubers out there that, uh, like, let's say you're a young Hispanic man, look at Jose Zuniga over at Teaching Men's Fashion. Let's say you're, you know, an Italian in your in your 40s. Well, look at uh, Aaron Marino over at Alpha M. There are tons of different... Instagram is another great place uh, to find someone that you just like those looks, and no one's going to. Let's say you've got the same complexion as Ryan Gosling and in, in his colors, lighter, lighter. What is it? Dirty blonde and you know that lighter skin. Just look at some of his outfits and steal them. And when you steal these, like no one's going to say, "Oh, you stole that from Ryan Gosling." People are just going to say, "You look good. I, wow, I really like that combination," and and you'll know where it came from. But uh, but. Even if you tried to copy it exactly, you wouldn't be able to copy it exactly. And so that look that you stole really becomes yours.
0: Antonio, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I mean, the amount that you know about this stuff is really incredible. I know it's been really valuable for the listeners. So if you want to learn more about Antonio and some of the things that... He does and, and get more advice on this stuff. I'm going to post some links on the Craft Charisma website and within the description of this podcast so that you can find out more about him and everything he does more easily. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me.
1: You're welcome, man. You're welcome.
0: It's dating coach Chris Thona here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And we absolutely love making this podcast. We make this podcast for you. So if there's somebody that you want on the show, let me know. I will yell, scream, stand in front of their house, do everything I do to get them on the show for you. Also, don't hesitate to follow the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher. You can also give us a shout out through social media, Facebook, Twitter, share it with your friends. And lastly, go to the Craft Christmas website and create an account. There you can talk about the podcast and communicate with me directly. So thank you again for taking time to listen. You will hear again from me soon.